into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. I forgot how I intro this podcast. Greetings of the motherfucking damned, and welcome to Pod in America, the gothic socialist podcast for dumb fucks. I'm Jake Flores. I'm very tired. I'm at the end of a tour here in Austin, Texas. This is another edition of our service industry series. Thank you for your service. Um, the podcast about how we are more brave than the troops. Um... <laughs> Who am I talking to today? I'm in Austin, Texas. I've got the great Pat Dean, the mayor of Austin Comedy. Hello. Um, bartender at the Velve, of course. Yes. And I imagine that you've, I think my understanding is that you've uh, worked in sort of a, a series of scary Americana diners. Yeah. I, I, well, I've worked yeah, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a, like a faux 1950s diner in beautiful Tyson's Corner, Virginia uh, called <laughs> the Silver Diner. It's still there. Uh, it, I don't remember what street it's on, but, uh, yeah, that was fun. And then I worked at, uh, uh, a Little Italy here in Austin, Texas. And then I worked at a haunted sports bar called the Tavern. <laughs> oh, I remember the Tavern. I've been there. Um, and then, uh, also joining us from motherfucking heels, Josh McLean. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm Friday. Fuck, dude, dude I'm this week, dude. I feel fucking great. I want you look out. great, though. Yeah. That's the difference. He, we, all, we look like polished shit over here. You look just beautiful over there, Pat. Yeah, I mean, I slept Austin's for Austin's Buddha sitting over there in the corner. Just I know, shining off you and shit. Yeah, I slept for I think eleven hours. Oh, so go I feel fuck yourself, good. dude. Oh God, I am. I think I honestly think I am the most well-rested comic in Austin. I work three nights a week and sleep oh. no less than ten hours. I don't a think night. I've ever been jealous, more jealous of anybody's working well, in my life. What can I say, dude? You know? As soon as you I got it. back into this town, I started sleeping until three p.m. like out of habit. It just sure, something yeah. in the fucking air or something. <laughs> well, it's it's like hundred and ten degrees outside. Yeah, it is like, so. It is Memphis. What's it's interesting being around uh, a bunch of people walking around like going, "Oh, it's so hot." I was like, "Yeah, this was Memphis." Last week, dude. I mean, I know it's hot here, but like it's wet. Yeah. It's Ugh. hot and wet in Memphis yeah. all the time. It's the humidity. They say it's the humidity that kills you. Uh, it's the humidity that kills you. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to stab you in the mouth. Why do you think people say that? Um, uh, the same guys who said are working hard are hardly working. The same kind of people that have to say that kind of shit, I guess. Yeah, I like, guess so. You just have to say something. Hmm. You know what it is? Is it's Yeah, it's you have to say something. You can't just not. And, like, it's a very profound emptiness that, like, exists in people, I think, after a certain age. This reminds me of a fucking... I used to work at a bar in Manhattan, and I would see these middle-aged men walking across the street and I'd always lock eyes with them and then go fuck because I <laughs> knew what was going to happen they were always going to urgently cross the street and then come inside and just poke their head and go how long has this place been here 
And I'd be like, you don't care. Like, <laughs> no one cares how long this place has been here. But there's a certain type of man that needs to walk around the city and interrogate every building yeah. and just go, how long has this place been here? Well, that I, would I, go ahead. Oh, I worked at a place called the New Daisy Theater on Beale Street in Memphis for uh, 12 years. It was like the owner's sidekick and stuff like that. And the exact, the fucking, I had to be there early in the day for orders and all that kind of crap coming in. But if I walked past the front doors and happened to glance at anybody because it's on Beale Street, they'd walk up and have to bang on the door. You're like, has this been here since WC Handy was here? Who cares yeah, how long it's been here? Yeah, I don't give a shit, dude. You didn't even look in here until yeah. you glanced at me, motherfucker. I've worked here six months. That's all I yeah. know. That's all I can No Oblo Inglés, por favor. Yeah. That would happen at, at the tavern, except uh, what would happen is we would have this crazy morning, like, rush <laughs> until, like, one, and then everybody would leave, and I would just sit there bartending, and, like, people would kind of straggle in until you know, four o'clock when it started getting busy again. And people do this bit and I don't know why they do it and I wish they'd stop, but they do this thing where they walk in and they see that the room's empty. Yeah. They just go, where is everybody? God. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. God. Whoa, you make your living oh. off tips, huh? Oh. This must be very uh, frightening. Is, is that not the fucking worst? I worked at a deli for a while that was on its way down. I was working at a deli in Memphis that was like the hub of the only place to eat in for like 20 years. And yeah. then in the last five years, they've really developed right close to there. So our business just went to shit because there was a bunch of joints and stuff. Nice. So all of a sudden, all these dudes would walk in all the time. Every day, there'd be at least one yuppie-ass jerkwad who would walk in and be like, Where's everybody at? Yeah. Dude, I'm, go fuck yourself, yeah. dude. Why, why do you need to fucking say that? It's It'd be weird. one thing if you were all like, damn, where's the cup? Like, like if you said that, but you're just being no. loud and being a dick. Here's what it is, right? The reason it sucks, the reason that like dad humor sucks is because like <laughs> they don't, they know they're still doing it anyway, but yeah. every single other shitty old guy has said the exact same thing. Say something new. Say, call me a racial slur yeah. or something. Yeah. Something interesting. So the, the club that, that I that I manage is, is you said earlier, it's called the Velveeta Room. It's a terrible name. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's a fucking fantastic name. But well, yeah, it's probably because it's a bad name. I like it so much. Well, you don't have to work there. But basically, <laughs> like what will happen is at least a few times a month, someone will come in and like as I'm making their drink, they'll go like, oh, Velveeta Room. Are the jokes cheesy? Oh, Christ. I didn't even think about and that. Every yeah. single time I smile and I go, we'll find out. And then I take a lemon. And I squirt it directly into my <laughs> eye, and I scream and give them their drinks. <laughs> Fill a shot glass full of salt and just do that yeah. fucker back right in the same eye. It's just a thing where you're like, okay. I just lean in and I say the 14 words. The way <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite Deftone song. 14 words. Uh, I go, you and me, brother. <laughs> just look at him, give him the old hand signal or whatever. <laughs> Unexpected thing ever. If they were like making a lighthearted joke and you're like, I'm a white supremacist. <laughs> like, oh. Especially with you staring I know. at the face, that would be. Bald-headed fucking racist looking piece of hey, shit. by the bar. were made for walking. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Good lord! <laughs> oh, but you know, God, I bet that I, I didn't even think about that kind of like shit. And in and, and and that kind of a joke, those people think they're the first person to think. They of always that do. Every, they always think. They always do. Like no one's ever put that two and two together before. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> but you know, I don't do it for the money. I do it for the the, the smiles and the faces of my customers. You do it because you're a white supremacist. I, I do it because I'm a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, did y'all ever? Did y'all ever have to do? Uh, did y'all ever switch from a uh, like a when you've been doing doing nighttime gigs for a while and you end up working into a daytime thing and have to readjust. Yeah, that shit's weird. Airy aspect. I, I had to I, do the opposite. I was partying for, I worked, uh, I was at a bar called uh, P&H for a long time in Memphis and then I met my wife and it was one of those where I, I was like burnt on the bar thing and it was starting to be where I would just get coked up every night and just be a dick to 
fucking everybody. So I got this day job. But my hours are so screwed, and I had to keep the other job for a hot for a hot second. So I was trying to sober up during the day, and by sobering up, I would just do the forty bag throughout the day instead of first thing when I got to work, like I normally did at the old shit. Okay, day cocaine. Yeah, it turned into totally you know, somehow. Normal. I'm like, this is turning into better for my, like it's getting. <laughs> this is supposed to be a better turn for my fucking life, <laughs> and it was just like it's amazing what I can tolerate at night behind a bar. What I could get away there that you cannot say across to somebody in a deli case at three in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> at a oh. fucking deli. You know, you get, well, I'm saying you get spoiled nighttime of all like, like the PH could be like, hey, you're being a dick. Fuck the fuck off. I'm just not serving you anymore sure. if I want to be like that. You can't say that to like a 65 year old Germantown lady who wants a better cut of the corned beef. What, uh, what's cool <laughs> about the gig that I have now is that, well, well r- real quick, what's funny is that I, I did the opposite where I worked days. Uh, and we do stand up at night, so it was like for seven years I just worked days. Yeah, and then that completely switched with this with this new gig. Well, not a new gig, but I've had it for like two years at this point. But like, uh, I had to readjust to working at night, and it was very. It took us. I mean, like, it's fine now, but for the first like couple of weeks, I was like, this is fucking weird. I've had to do that with the kitchen I run now, the kitchen I own now. I went back to nights, and it was all like, oh yeah, back to nighttime stuff, and and it took me six months to get used yeah. to it again because the whole time I'm up there, I'm like. Y'all are all hammered already. It's seven o'clock. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. I have Netflix. I want to go home. One <laughs> one good thing about the gig that I have is that because I'm 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 in charge, so mm-hmm. I, I I can kind of just say whatever I want, and so I don't do it often. But every once in a while, like someone will come up and be like, "Hey, can I have that?" And I go, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> they go, "What?" And I go, "Yeah, what do you want?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the, my my thing now is that if someone. O- <laughs> Gets like a Dos Equis, uh or a fucking uh, like a Topo Chico or whatever. And I go, oh, do you want a line with it? And they say no. I always go, oh, a man's man. <laughs> they're like, are you being a dick? Are you trying to be funny? Like no one knows. Oh, a libertarian. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny when they like people are used to drinking at bars where like the bartender is a waiter, essentially. Yeah. And then they walk into a shithole and they're like, why is this person being mean to me? And yeah. It's like, odd. They yeah. all want to be mean to you. Yeah. It's only that it's only us that can, we can get away yeah. with it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we, uh, worst, one of the worst, most pain in the ass gigs I ever worked was at the Daisy when I was bartending with somebody else, and the National 311 Fan Club yes. did a 311 <laughs> play in Mud Island on 311 one year, right? And so the day before, they have the National 311 Fan Club, they rent out someplace, it happens every city they do it in, they rent out the biggest club they can do, right? And so we were like, oh, so we're doing a 311 night. I was like, what, what, are they coming to play or like signing or something like that? He goes, no. What happened was 1,100 people came into this big-ass place, and the PA just played 311. That's it. That's all that happened. That's all that happened. And these that people paid like rules. 50 bucks a piece as part of the fan club. <laughs> and so we tight. had to do 10 different 311-themed drinks. Right? So me trying what? to be a good, me trying to be a good guy, you? that was part of the deal with we getting rent. We, we had, from what I understand, the old, the, old, uh, the old boss like just bent them over on rent to get it was just like yeah you can do all this like 10 grand like i mean got it because they had the money and we're willing to pay oh, for it yeah of i'll have course. the amber is the color of my energy Dude, beer. Right, so on, the, the two that i remember <laughs> so the amber all is mixed. the color of my energy drink <laughs> <laughs> there he is uh, we had to make it all mixed like all mixed up and a homebrew obviously kind of thing but the thing was is that like i was like we're not gonna make because they, they were shooters they weren't drinks so of course being 311 fans and the kind of people that came to that they're all like <laughs> sure. i need three homebrews and four all mixed ups and, and like and we, they wanted like a whole spread <clears throat> so what it was is it was every one of them was vodka rum or uh gin and every one of them was just pineapple juice the other one had pineapple juice and grenadine yeah and the other one had pineapple juice grenadine 
and whatever else the fuck I felt like grabbing and shooting it. And by the yeah. end of it, we were literally just coloring and dumping in shit just to get them the fuck out yeah, of the way. Yeah, sure. Because they, they never stopped. The line never And all they did was sing along to 311 over the fucking PA. That is literally <laughs> I it. Man, I think that kind of rules a little bit. <laughs> oh, I think... Just, I'm, at being, if I was a 311 fan in there, that would yeah. have been the shit. Uh, I would have loved that. Bartending it, I feel like I would go, wait, we're having what here? And then I'm like, okay. And then five minutes in, I'd be like, you know what? This is cool. I think, well, I they think it was just kind of cool. The thing was, it, it really, the owner ended up having, the, the guy who ran the show ended up having to pony up because nobody tipped. And I mean, ever. Oh, Not really? Once. Nobody the tipped. 1,100 people? Part, they all assumed it was part. No, it was like, seriously, next to nobody was tipping at yeah, all. Yeah. And the guy who ran the party came over and he goes, you guys making money? We usually do pretty good with these. And I looked at the tip. I was like, I'm not trying to be a dick, dude. I'm just being honest. And he goes, oh, that's not that's not going to work. So he gets on the PA and starts yelling at everybody to fucking tip or he's shutting down the bar and shutting down the whole party because 311 doesn't party like that. Those are his exact <laughs> words. Oh. Those are his exact. And I was all like, oh, all right, I like that. I'll give you that. Three eleven okay, doesn't like, party like that. It was because it was in Memphis. It wasn't like people that traveled so much. It was all what's the uh, what's the asshole rich white college around here in Memphis? It's Rhodes. It's the it's and it's a very certain kind of kid who's never will never have to have a job. Has never had a job. Oh sure, yeah. Free yeah. pay to college. Has never had. Has no idea what working in service is in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, right. that's what there was about eleven hundred of those kids in there that night. Wait, that it's was, rich kids that are in the three eleven. Yeah, dude. Club? This, yeah, dude. That's fucking. It was weird. no hippies. It was like it was. I mean, I wonder. if I would have though, thought I'd been like deadhead Florida people, that, or I, like you know, well, not that many people traveled for this one. Apparently, apparently I guess more. That, I guess that you would have to have a lot of money and be completely detached from your fellow man in society yeah. to even think that it's a good idea to go to a party in another city where you just play a 311 CD. Well, I'd like to think that the other there's other groups in the 311 <laughs> fan club clique who are all like. That's for the newbies. That's what those kids do. <laughs> sure. Of, those of us who actually have taste in other things, we don't go to those. Man, fuck out. I remember when I was like 12, I thought the band was called 311. <laughs> and then like I found it called 311, and I just had, had like, a, like a private shame. I just it would like an idiot. make more sense for them to be called 311. 311 really is yeah. weird. It's like when 911 first happened, and no one knew what to call it yeah. for like a month. September not uh, nine one one no nine one one it was nine one one for a while and then eventually it stuck as nine eleven. I took this class in college with like a criminal. I think it was like a criminal justice thing. I don't know, but I, I the the teacher or the the teacher was the the like like a police like the police chief of of Richmond Virginia or whatever. Yeah, and he was um he kept referring to it as. The terrorist attacks of nine one one. Yeah, and I was like, dude, it's like two thousand and five. <laughs> Did William Shatner host that show too? It was so, it was so odd. He yeah. also definitely uh, like used like a like a a racial slur at one point out of nowhere, and like I could tell he he didn't realize he did it, where he referred to. Uh, <clears throat> Like screwing somebody over as uh, kiking someone. Whoa! Oh. Yeah, and he's like, so then you kind of kiked him over, then blah 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 blah, and like no one seemed to react. Like, Screw it! Wait a second, what was that? <laughs> yeah, no one. Re- like I kind of looked around, like you said that right, and like no one reacted. Yeah. Maybe he said it just so calmly. Yeah, that people yeah, like, weird. wait, what the fuck? I worked in a prep kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, he couldn't possibly have said that because he said it so calmly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he said it so effort, so effortlessly. That morning, the morning of 9-11, I was prepping in a kitchen. No in a, shit. In Little Rock, I'm sitting here cooking in a kitchen. And I thought, uh, with it happening, when the when the first tower went down, I still thought it was like some kind of joke, Some, you know what I mean? Some kind of bullshit, or I, I don't know what. I just kind of didn't want to acknowledge it. And when the second thing happened... Cool bit. My, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm my, working on this new bit. My right. guitar player, who the reason I moved to Little Rock, I was in a band at the time, uh, and uh, I got, the guitar player got me a job. And when the second thing, when the second tower happened, I I didn't know how to acknowledge it. 
because I was so blown the fuck away, and I was just me, which means I had to crack a joke because I didn't know what. And, and Marcus was like, I can't believe this has happened. I can't believe this happened. I was like, well, I don't know, man. With as many shitty bands as America puts out once a year, this was going to happen sooner or later. And I was just releasing, trying to do that. <laughs> he knocked me the fuck out cold oh, wow. in the kitchen. I mean, just laid back and fucking. I woke up like two or three minutes later with my head chef going, "You should really learn to shut the fuck up sometimes, Josh." Yeah, emotions <laughs> were raw that day. Yeah. And I woke up and Marcus is like, "I'm sorry, but I was pissed." I was like, "Dude, I'm not mad at you. I cracked the fucking joke Dude, when you were freaking out." When 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 nine when nine eleven when nine eleven first struck, I remember. Um, <laughs> I was in high school. You sound like herpes. I know. We were in a a jazz band class, and it was like kind of towards the end of the class, and we were just fucking around, and we were blasting Mo Money, Mo Problems by Puff Daddy and uh, and Biggie and Mace, and we missed the announcement because we were just like grooving and like dancing and stuff. Yeah. And then we just didn't know what happened, and then like all the choir girls came in, and they were like crying, and we were like, what's wrong, babe? And then they are like, it's 9-11. And we were like, oh, no. Oh man! And then that—that's when we gave it a standing ovation. We all stood <laughs> up and we all said, "Finally, finally." Um, took long enough. Yeah. Speaking of three eleven, I this is <laughs> hell yeah more related to the tour than the fucking service shit. But I, uh, me and Mishka played. So, Mishka always books just the weirdest shit. Oh yeah. And I 100%. as we're as we're rolling up to the club, I look at him and go, "What the fuck did you just do?" <laughs> oh, it was a club. It wasn't just a house. Well, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't some dude's shack <laughs> behind his house. I've done He's that. Stepping up. Oh, I have too, brother. <laughs> With him. But uh, he booked us at a, a weed bar called. Oh. <laughs> The Dab Lounge. <laughs> oh my God! What a great name. That sucks so that bad. Is so bad. Yeah. It's so fucking bad. It almost Dude. goes around to cool, but not enough. Did not serve alcohol. If there was a bartender who you could go up to and get dabs from, and uh, yeah, we was... sell edibles that were called "I'm fucking baked." <laughs> and it was success. It was AF. like. Brightly lit, and all the walls were like red, green, and yellow, like a Bob Marley poster. (laughs) And uh, neither of us smoke weed, and so we immediately got stoned from being in the place and just had this like nightmare, weird, awkward show with like people who. But you would think the stereotype I think about weed would be that those people like to laugh, but they're not engaged in the way that you need to be to do stand up. You know, oh yeah, they're just just glazed over. Kind yeah, of thing. You, yeah. you're not gonna kill people who are sitting on bean bags. You know, yeah. they're like chill. That's too comfortable. Yeah, yeah. They're way too comfortable. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah. yeah. So uh, you're actively like ruining their buzz. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like stoned, and you're just like, oh, but the thing about society, you know, like, like we'd what? rather be watching Star Trek, man. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're we're just bumming them out. Yeah. So there's no reason for us to be in there. We belong <laughs> in a different place. You know. Um, we did that, and then uh, fucking, I told this to Josh off mic, but I'll tell it again for this the, the show because it's fucking funny. Um, Mishka had eaten some mushrooms at one point, and uh, they didn't really do anything. Like you didn't get a buzz out of them. So we were on our way to play this bar in Amarillo that's just like a fucking roadhouse nightmare. And uh, he was like, "Well, I'm gonna eat the rest of these mushrooms because <laughs> they didn't do anything." But the thing is, like he. The second time, he was eating the shake in the bottom of the bag, which is where all the mushroom stuff goes. (laughs) So then the next night after that, you know, what happens is he eats those mushrooms on the way to the venue. And because 
he ate the trash the first time and now he's eating the shake where all the mushrooms is he gets fucking 10 times more high than he thought he was gonna get <laughs> and just has to play like this shit kicker bar high on mushrooms man switched yeah. it around should have done that at the dab lounge. <laughs> that would have been perfect for the dab they would have yeah. loved it there yeah dude it's so fucking funny oh god how did how did the how did it go Incredible! It was yeah. insane. It's one of those. That's one of those fucking things where you're like, you get pissed almost at someone like that. Like, I, I'm not saying I wanted you to fail, but I wanted it to be a little more effort than that. I at least, it to at be least that have easy. some consequences. Uh, 100, exactly. Terrible I want you to at least have to break fourth wall at some point. You say, "Go, man! I'm sorry. I'm so fucking hammered on mushrooms." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was weird as shit. It was the weirdest. It was weird that it was good. It was one of those fucking gigs. And, um, yeah, and so then we ended up, I guess now we're here. I've been on tour for so long that, like, the memories of the beginning of this tour are starting to fade oh, yeah, it all into, floods. like, Oh, nothing. sure, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing I remember, or the earliest thing I could barely remember in vivid detail is being in Southern California somewhere, and I was driving Sara's car, and, uh... I this guy I just heard a voice. I was pumping gas at this gas station. This guy was like, "My friend, uh, I need money for gas." And I was like, in the standing in the middle of deserts, so I wasn't <laughs> expecting someone to walk up to me and do that. I looked, turned behind me. There was this old like Egyptian guy in a van, and he was like, "My friend." Take this gold ring. <laughs> he tried to give me a gold <laughs> ring. Oh, my God. Beginning of a horror film. For, like, gas money. Take this monkey's paw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was like, wait, hold on. This doesn't seem right, dude. Like, you need gas money. Your car's running right now. You're at a gas station. What? Why don't you just... None of this adds up. Why do you need to sell me the ring? And he's like, please, for my family. And I... <laughs> You need gas for your family? I need gas for my family. And then I looked in the back of the van, and you could see, like, the silhouette of something. It was not a child. It was a short adult. I was like, that's not your family. Those aren't your kids. That's your friend. And he just drove off, like, laughing. (laughs) 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 Laughing. Hey, we almost got that one. We almost got got him. Yeah, it was so fucking weird. That ring gives you cancer. (laughs) Now I'm at... uh, in. In Austin, and me and Josh did Altercation Fest at Kick Butt Coffee, which was real fun. Great set, by the way. Thank you, likewise. Thank you, you very fucking much. heels crushed. You crushed doing comedy. Great fucking Thanks, sets all around. Yeah, it was a fucking good couple days, man. I, uh, so there's a VIP section, and, uh, there's like flavored vodka and shit back there for free if you're on the festival, and then there's a bar for customers. And uh, Nick Zachariah has been on the show, folk punk guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. He was there just <laughs> hanging around. He's not on the festival. He's just hanging around. Trying to sell posters. And uh, he was asking me to get him liquor from the back. <laughs> because legally he couldn't go back there because he's, you know, it would be him drinking in the bar. Yeah. Us, we're licensed yeah. legally or whatever because we're on the festival. So, you know, we had, they had to have rules about it, you know, but you could make it happen. And I, uh, I fucking, the other night, I went back to get him some liquor and they were out of cups, but there was pl- plastic bowls. <laughs> Cause oh, God. Because they were serving chili in the back. And, uh, <laughs> I just came out with a bowl of flavored vodka for him. <laughs> That's what that like, was. Like he's a dog. I was on the other side. Exactly. <laughs> he, was, he just looked at it and drank it. Well, I mean, it's Nick, so I mean, it's, it's a little more fitting than you'd expect it to be. Yeah. When I think of punk rock, I think of flavored vodka. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, free. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's Nick. Bless his heart. Anyway. Um, that was a great image because I was on the other side of the bar. 
when that happened. And all you heard was this whole, holy shit, from on the other side. I look over and I see Nick tipping back a bowl. And I'm just like, I guess that's not, I'm thinking a that's bowl. not a bowl of cereal. A bowl of liquor, like he was drinking the milk out of the bottom of cereal. Oh, man. That is 21 so again. funny. Um, 21 and a crust punk. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's, uh... Do some nightmare stories. Um, you're a fucking uh, what do you what do you what type of cook are you? Uh, what's the word for it? I'm looking for? Uh, I mean, I own my own thing now, and I make everything. So it's just I'm just a fucking cook. Really. You're just one of those yeah. restaurants where you're everything. I'm, yeah, I literally yeah. have no employees because yeah. it's easier. It's it's like if we made more money, I'd get another employee. But I can I can handle it. It's a yeah. I work at a pirate bar, pretty much called not an actual pirate bar, but it's full of fucking sure, weirdos. Sure. Uh, called the High Tone, and uh, <clears throat> I do the kitchen back there, and it's either balls the wall or nothing at all. You know, I mean, kind of a bar. You either have our normal regulars kind of a thing, but it's never like it's not in a busy, busy spot where it's always constant out of towners or anything like that. Yeah, I know that because I've done stand up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, we've uh, <laughs> you ain't wrong, uh, but we've. Uh, but it's always, always so much for business. So a lot of it's me fucking sitting around and that kind of shit. So, but it's it's so weird doing it there because it was never designed for food. So we've just turned this nook cranny corner. Like uh, my kitchen's about the size of yours, Pat. Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and so we don't. I don't have a. I don't have an eye to cook on. I do everything like a panini press and it's a pizza oven yeah. that is uh, two hundred. If you if I, you look at the dial, it says four hundred. But if you look at your temperature guide, it is seven fifty. So you just learn to roll with that kind of shit. Oh, and this job okay. is just yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. learning to roll with what the fuck I have. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Because none of it, it's not like um, I sat down or the owner Skinny sat down and was like, I'm going to spend 20 grand on building this whole area back thing. It's all like, well, we got one of those sandwich maker boxes. I got a freezer. I got a panini press. Yeah. You want to bring, and I bring in the food. None of the equipment's mine. Somebody I know once described working in a kitchen like that as like uh, flying the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Like, as in you're the only person that knows how to do all the knobs yep. and shit. 100%. 100%. When my wife, uh, my wife covers when i go out of town a lot of times yeah. and uh I, the, the list of shit i have to leave for her of all like oh don't close the right side of that door all the way or it'll freeze up or yeah. it's all like old as fuck gear yeah. and shit like that uh but it's like there is a wood nymph be careful of him but. yeah well it really turns into it really turns into more of the job i do now with cooking it's like it's it's about making the money you can because there's like an hour before every show kind of a thing where it's like my golden time and then there's the hour after the show and that's the only time i'm gonna sell any fucking food yeah and uh uh it's a it was a it was a great thing and a terrible idea. Like this whole thing was a like I love doing it. I've learned a lot from it. I don't know how much longer it's gonna last, but I I, I enjoy it. But at the same time, my wife has a, a really good job and she was all like, You come home pissed all the time. You know you could just quit and I was like, Wait, that's a thing? And I was like, I I can't all, all right. Uh but uh Dude, I'll quit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it, but there's also I've also known we play that place a whole it's like our home base. And uh uh so now I do this thing where like I want to make money. If I really want to make money on a night, I'll book us in the small room and I'll work the entire foot with it while the openers and all that shit are going on. I'll be fucking serving uh, food until the second it's time for us to play. Oh, uh, wow. And then I go home and just die. That's a good scam. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I get their money three, <laughs> nice three different ways. I get money three different ways. I got, like we did our CD release party. Uh, I, I cooked for a little while and then got a friend of mine to cover while we were doing it. We had our merch. I was in charge of the door. I was like getting it every way up. It's, it's, it's like turning to the how much can I get from everybody tonight and then we just won't play for a month or two so no one gets pissed dude the reality of being like an actual musician is so fucking depressing oh beyond like, dude. it's the, it sucks it's uh, like I was, ma- just imagine if you went to go see like uh, you know some famous ass musician like you go to see Lana Del Rey and then she's playing and then you go to the bathroom and she's the bathroom attendant yeah she's not exactly. making enough money yeah <laughs> 
And then she's also working the food truck. And you're like, yeah. Lana, are you okay? <laughs> she's also personally selling all the merchandise after the show. Yeah. It's like, you have people for this. Why are you dating a cop? Is this why you need money? <laughs> yeah. What? Help me help you, yeah. Lana. Well, I, I have no, I'm not, I've never been against uh, pulling the sympathy card a little bit. It's all like, oh, Josh, you're playing and you're working? I was like, well, I got to make a buck, guys. So why don't you order some fucking food and make How it worth my while? How long have you been a cook? Uh, I've been cooking my whole life. Okay. I went to culinary school 15 years ago. and uh, But it was a culinary school that trained you for a kitchen that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it, it was The training was for like a small kitchen that's kind of busy that's like out that's like tucked away where you're not being seen all the time so you have oh, a bunch yeah. of old school tricks and shit like that yeah. but the only jobs you could get in Memphis once I had that degree was in these places like working the fucking hard rock where you're standing oh, next yeah, to nine yeah. other dudes on a line and I'm just flipping 300 burgers a day and I I learned real quick I am not built for that sure at all because yeah. I wasn't trained in it I'm just if I'd have known if I'd have gone to culinary school and that's what they trained me for I'd have been like oh this is not my bag and got the fuck out of there so I didn't do it for forever and that's the weird part about owning the kitchen now never once in my entire life have I ever been like I've got to own my own kitchen and be a chef bullshit one yeah. day. I've never wanted to. This is the job that opened up. Yeah. You know, was, my wife wanted me to take it, I think, because it kept me from going, well, it looks like I'm going on the road for the next six months. Like, because <laughs> with that job, that other job disappearing, it was the time to push. You know what I mean? If I were going to do that, let's do that. But right, it, right. get back to your musician thing. It is so fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because like, I was ready to like not quit being a full-time musician, but just put most of it in the stand-up and write shit at home and just release it on SoundCloud, that kind of thing. And then yeah. I hooked up with Brennan, and I'm all like, oh, this is fucking really good. We have to give this a real shot. God, God damn it. Yeah, dude, that shit sucks, man. <laughs> I mean, it's tr- great. We have a great album, and we got signed and all that stuff. But at that, in, the, in that moment, it was like, oh, well, we no, really have to give this a shot. Like, that's what I'm saying, yeah. dude. That new album is so fucking good. That means a lot. I now that. you're fucked, and you have yeah. to push it, man. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, you, you know what I always say? Rock and roll is here to stay. <laughs> yeah. You're the first guy to ever say I'm that, dude. That. That works. I, I'm down. It's Hashtag. the first thing I say when I wake up. It's the last thing I say before I fall asleep. <laughs> Big deal. Well, like the dream is to con everybody. After sex, right? Yeah. (laughs) Rock and roll is here to stay. And she goes, what? And I'm already asleep. You're already already out. Yeah. The dream is to fucking get away with touring where I just open for us. Like I come out my tie, I do 20, and then I I do do like a five-minute intermission. I put on a Slayer shirt, put on my basketball shorts and a baseball cap so you don't even really notice. Oh, and then we man. Do our set. And the money just, and that, between that and since there's only two of us in the band, that's the other thing, that's the other disheartening thing is like, because there's just two of us and we're super cheap, we actually can make pretty good money on the road. Yeah. So it's like that much, but that just means like, the hot dog on the stick is a little bit closer than it would be to somebody else, but it's oh, still yeah. not in biteable reach I, by any stretch of the imagination. I am so sick of being tricked by people who have a hot dog on a stick, and they, they attach it to my to my back, and I, I'm constantly chasing after this thing. I think it's... I, I'm sick of this happening to me. It's a carrot on a stick, right? <laughs> well, for me, it's a hot dog. I'm, I'm, I'm white trash from Memphis. It was a juggalo. It's definitely a hot dog. Oh, if dog. they put a carrot on a stick, I would just cut the stick off and, and go to bed. I'm not, I'm not I'm shit running after a carrot. Go fuck yourself. You mean in front of a rabbit or something that actually wants the fucking carrot. Yeah, you don't want that shit. Carrots are for rabbits. That's that's my other saying. Right. You know. Yeah. Learned that from Looney Tunes. I don't. I could never you... be a cook, man. Like, I, like I've done service industry for forever, but like I, I don't know. I just I, I have no passion for cooking. I, well, I at all. like talking to people. I, I bartended for a while, but it was at both places where everything that if I ever had to make a drink, the name was in the title of the drink. You know okay. what I mean? Like whiskey, 
sour. Oh, you know, sure, that guy, sure. I was that level bartender. It was more volume. Like at the Daisy, we had to get we have to get everybody drinks for the government mule show before they start. So it's just this huge line that never stops, and it's yeah. about turning and burning as much as you could. You know, you actually have a bar, you have to talk to people and all that kind of shit. I did that for a couple of years. And was like, fuck this, dude. When I was bartending at the tavern, um, sometimes I would uh. Like when there's that lull that I talked about earlier where it's like sort of just one or two people at the bar, whatever, like you're kind of just standing there and like they'll be like, yeah, I'll have a, a beer and you give them a beer. And then there's it's like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. So we just kind of stare at each other. And um, sometimes they'd be, you know, preoccupied with TV or their phone or whatever. But sometimes they'd want to talk to you. And I'm like, I, I finally got to a point where I knew I couldn't work there anymore because I got to a point where I was like, I can't. I can't keep talking to these people. I just can't. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. That literally, was, what, I, 100%. what I would do is, sometimes I talk to some, I'd be sitting at, at the bar, some guy's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I don't know what to do. And so, I'd be like, oh, one sec. And I'd walk into the kitchen, and I would just stand in the kitchen. <laughs> and then I would always forget that, like, you can, like, there's windows into the kitchen. Yeah. So, like, the guy could just look over and just see me standing there, and I'm, like, still looking at him. So, he's just like, what? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, this is just what I'm doing, I guess. I always forgot about that, and I would go to that kitchen and just fucking... Okay, the shtick that was happening at the tavern was out of control, <laughs> uh, where the cooks and I would just scream at each other all day long, but we were like friends, I guess? Yeah. It's kind of odd. Oh, yeah, um, no, I, that's that's it's that pirate bullshit, I, I, and I know that 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do this thing where uh, this guy, Santos, who worked there, he's like this... He's, he's just old as fuck, and he, like, he would... I'd go back there, and I'd be like, hey... Uh, I'd like just have someone actually talk to him about it. I'm like, so this is what this ticket means. And he would just scream at me, see or no way. And I'd like, Every fucking day. And I don't know what he was asking me. Yeah. So like, he goes, see or no. And I go, see every day, every fucking day. And then after that, I could ask him a question or they would fuck with this guy named James who worked there, who I guess like was bad at his job. Or I don't know. He was just a shitty cook, I guess. And every time he fucked up, Santos would go, Mr. James. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fuck with him. <laughs> James is the nicest guy. <laughs> but he oh, sucks so bad. Shit. Oh, man. Dude, fucking, the people Nick in the kitchen James, are man, so Jesus. fucking funny. And the kitchen like, people are hilarious. They're always so funny. You know, I mean, you read like Anthony Bourdain's writing on shit. He kind of compares kitchens to like military situations yeah. a lot. Or, like, That's where I get the pirate crew thing from. Though. Like, like, uh, like outside, outside of this situation... Yeah. They are worthless in real life. They're, they're not survivable. But oh, like, yeah. You put them in a pinch when there's 300 people walking in the door and everybody turns into a fucking Marine. Yeah, you know? it's like uh, while a drinking. pro wrestler or something. Yeah. You're like wrecking your body, doing a really specific task or something. But they that's would... why those fuckers are so funny. It's because like every, every, there's knives and shit around. Mm -hmm. Anything could go wrong at any point. You're kind of like in this high-stress situation. That's when you call your friend a racial slur and they know you don't mean it. Sure. You're just yeah, fucking yeah, around yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's always the best part of restaurant work. The racism. The racism. The racism. <laughs> well, I mean, it was around you the whole time, white supremacist. You know, it was, well, hey, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, uh, have you ever had somebody you work with? Like, have you ever gotten in a physical like fight fight with someone servicing? Because that happens a little like it, it gets to it's it always seems like it gets close to that edge. But because it's because it's so aggro when it can be. And then yeah. it takes off. Has um, it ever actually fallen through? Because I've had it happen once for sure. Not, no. just <laughs> Not just 9-11. Not just on 9-11 when I fell like one of the towers. I guess the closest <laughs> I guess the, the closest that I came to fighting somebody was when uh, I've been at work all day and this new this new fucking guy was working there and I hated him. And he only worked there for like a few weeks, but he was 
eating a salad with blue cheese dressing and to the tune of uh, Suit and Tie by Justin, uh, your boy Justin Timberlake, uh-huh. um, he was singing, as long as I've got my blue cheese, I'll eat my salad as I please. Oh. And then I just remember looking at him and I was like, hey man, you cannot do that. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, if you're going to work here, you cannot do that. And I'm not his boss. Yeah, I'm just yeah, some guy. Just we do fact. the same job. Yeah. And he was like, all right. And I was like, I'm not being funny. <laughs> like, I had to tell him because he was like, are you fucking with me? And I was like, you can't do it. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Who are you trying to impress? You're trying yeah. to. F- I'm getting mad now thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> every oh, once in a while. You're fired up now. Every once in a while, I will remember something and get furious. There was this. <laughs> Fucking guy <laughs> who came in. Uh, we we were sports bars, so we'd show like what we had like all the different packages. So whatever thing you wanted, we would we could watch. This guy fucking came in and he was like, "Yeah, I, I, I want to watch the Spurs game." Like, all right. And I went upstairs to change the TVs around, and I was up there. And we had a very complicated system, so I'm already fucking pissed off about that. It take I'm searching for it for like ten minutes. I have to call a manager down because sometimes I I would fuck up the thing, and I'd call the manager that fix it, whatever. And so they can't find it either. And I'm, I go downstairs, but this point it's like been like 15 minutes there's by the way there's no one downstairs working i'm up there yeah so it's like I, there, there could be a line down the yeah. block i wouldn't know and i go down and i was like hey buddy i'm sorry but like i searched for like you know 15 minutes i could not find the spurs game and he was like oh really and i was like yeah i was like who are they playing and he just said like he's like oh they're playing manchester and i was like what and he goes yeah like the tottenham hotspurs and i just stared at him and i go dude we're in Texas right now. <laughs> you can't say Spurs and th- like it's one of the few times I've gotten angry at somebody working, like angry at like a like a get like yeah, a, a customer. Yeah, where I was like, dude, you cannot come in here and do that. It's like it's Texas. You can't. You just. Can't, I'm sorry. You can't do that. Yeah, that is a that's a total dick move. I um I haven't really got any fights with coworkers, but I used to just regularly have to drag people. You know, kicking and screaming out of a bar I worked. Oh at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I never worked security of any kind, so that's something my tiny ass would never be able to pull off. Well, I worked at a bar where I was ever like I was the entire. Oh, you em- were the staff. Yeah, yeah. and it. Uh, it was tiny and shit, and I would have these dumb fucks come in. But like you know, those types of bars, like you're saying, like you have to hang out with those people. That's the job. Yeah. The job yeah. isn't being really good at making drinks. It's hanging out with those just people. Being their bud for a minute. So I had to come up with creative ways to just placate them and pass the time. And uh, one of them was we, uh, we had a TV and it had Netflix on it. And uh, remember when Bob Ross came out on Netflix? Yep. Yeah. I devised a way of gambling on Bob Ross, which is that when he started painting, we'd all throw down dollar bills on what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> so people would be like, it's going to be a fucking lighthouse. It looks like a lighthouse. <laughs> uh, you know, that would keep people busy for a little while, and then they would go fucking buck wild yeah. after that. Yeah, I had a. I, I used to get, we'd have a big late night crowd at the P&H, and that late at night, either I was nice and jarred up enough where I didn't want to talk to anybody or I was tired and didn't want to talk to me like from like 2 to 3.30 was like one of our busiest times of the day because all okay. the other bar people would come in all that kind of stuff and P&H stands for poor and hungry right yeah yes it great does great name for a fucking bar <laughs> and uh so I didn't have to talk to him I would start yeah my <laughs> restaurant's called War Crimes come on in <laughs> we uh to, to keep me from having to talk to people I would start bringing in uh illegal movies like movies that were like still in the theater that a friend of mine would give me a download of and put them on a DVD. Oh, and nice. I was oh yeah. Like, Cause that would shut them all the fuck up and be like, Hey, look, 
Transformers that came out last week. Here's a decent copy of it. Now just fucking drink and watch the goddamn movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that worked really fucking well until my boss, the owner, got a hold of it and was all uh, lost his shit because he was like, Hollywood's going to sue us. That was his literal <laughs> sentence. Hollywood. 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 I'm the lawyer of Hollywood. <laughs> this is like a shitty Paul F. Tompkins character. Yeah, that sounds like that's so funny. <laughs> the worst improv ever. Uh, uh, one time when I was working at the tavern, uh, I there's two stories there. And so uh, it was a day where I was on the second uh, story. And when you're on the first floor, you have like a manager down there helping you out and you have uh, a, a server, sometimes two. But on the second floor it was just you. And so you'd bartend, you'd wait tables, you'd do pretty much everything. Um, they had a dumb way to send food up to us. But one, di- one day, I was having a really busy morning, and I had to run downstairs to the kitchen to grab something. And as I ran downstairs, I looked over at the bar, and there was this woman uh, sitting by herself in a wedding dress just taking shots of whiskey. And I was like, what on <laughs> oh, earth? That's and I was so busy that I was like, I'm so pissed I can't look into this. So I had everyone uh-huh. grab all my stuff and run out. And then later on, I went downstairs to talk to uh, the bartender, and I was like, who is nice but is a fucking dummy. And I was like, hey, uh, what was up with that wedding dress lady? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, that woman that you were serving all those shots to. And he was like, I didn't see a wedding dress. Oh, I was like, God, you were so... How are you this not curious about the world? How are you this oh, fucking... That, yeah, that would be insane. I would have to know. That didn't interest you at all, George? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you'll never know. I'll never know. That sucks. <laughs> there was this lady who would come in, uh, and she would <laughs> she she was telling me, yeah, she's like, oh, you know, I'm getting married, blah 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 blah, and like we were like, she was kind of a regular, so we were friendly with each other, and then she told me that her, her wedding, they were gonna dress up like Harley Quinn and the Joker. Oh God! And oh. like, I almost was went, well, that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. bite your tongue on that. Well, that's the worst idea that I've ever was, fucking heard. Yeah, that, dude, I bit, dude, I'm fucking surprised I can still speak. That's yeah. how I bit my tongue. <laughs> I fucking bet, man. God. Joker oh, and Harley Quinn. Fucking Christ! What? Yeah. I uh I booked this tour I'm on right now. I didn't realize the last date of this tour is the day the Joker movie comes out. Oh, nice. I'm just gonna get killed in San Antonio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, San Antonio. Whatever, everybody's I think. gonna kill you. Be at the movie, so you know. <laughs> fair, fair. I guess I I, it's, I can't be in the movie. Okay, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm safe. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You asked me if I ever fought a coworker. I. Now I remember. I used to, uh, me and Tim Murphy at the Grackle used to get into fist fights sometimes. Not full on fist fights, but shit would happen. Like one time I was at his house after work. He was having kind of a house party. And I think he was, I don't know. I couldn't, it was weird energy. I was like, is this closer friends? Should I not be here or whatever? And at one point I just said some weird joke to him and he just punched me in the head. (laughs) Not particularly hard. And then he was like, do it to me. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Guys, yeah, and I'll yeah. like punched him. And then, uh, and I, I was just like, I felt kind of weird about it. And, uh, and then like, I can't remember exactly how this chain of events went down, but then like a few, like a week later, he got really mad at me. Uh, cause I wasn't in on time, but he had texted me the wrong time. He said like, get here at oh, eight and, and then at seven, he's like, where the fuck are you? And I showed him his own text and you know, he's fuming or whatever. And then, and then he'd be like, punch me in the face. <laughs> like, he would, he'd be like, oh, my bad, or whatever. Um, Why do they always want to get hit in the face? I worked with, I worked with a couple aggro dudes at the PH at one point who were, they get, they would get hammered. And I mean, hammered late at night and do like the lit cigarette arm <laughs> bullshit games and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm like, 
We ain't even counted down the drawer yet, dude. Can we just lock the door and then we can all be idiots? Yeah, like that, there are start... still customers here, and they're like, "Yeah, that's why we're doing it." It's like, wait, what the? F- Look, we're professional I'm go here. This bag of drugs in the back yeah. and not share any with you guys. We now. we lock the door before we start burning ourselves with yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, I was grow up and do cocaine. <laughs> Man, Jesus, it's a uh, uh, fucking. Uh, no, I had a uh, I had a dude in the back at Fino's who you were not allowed to check on food when it was taking a minute. Yeah, that was his thing. Like, don't fucking ask me. The food will come out when it's ready. And like we were getting our ass kicked one day, and there was this thing that he was trying to hide the fact that he'd had to remake it twice by like just busting ass and all that right, stuff. And I'm right. like, dude, where the fuck is that pizza? And in the middle of this rush thing, goes grabs a fucking knife and does it like this. The fuck did I tell you? And I was like, dude, you better slit my throat because I'm gonna suck your dick till you die. <laughs> and it fucking blew his brain where he just shut down and turned around and I went back to fucking work. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't know what to do if I threatened but, someone <laughs> and they said, I'll go down on you until <laughs> I didn't know what else die. to say because, like, I'm not willing. That guy was enough of a prick most of the time. He probably wouldn't have done shit, but I've been to jail enough times where I'm like, I'm not going to test this theory in the middle of rush. You know, yep. like, like you're being, you're you're staring me in the eyes enough to where like you may accidentally cut me bad. You know what I mean, or some dumb shit. So I'll yeah. I'll say this um, about one thing that would kind of annoy me is when I'd be working in a restaurant and the cooks were like tough guys. Oh, dude, it's the worst. I, it's yeah. and, fucking and they'd the yell worst. at you. They'd yell at you, and after a while, I was like, I'm a fucking adult. Like, yeah. Like, and so like, <clears throat> I just, <laughs> this guy. Uh, I don't remember. His, it doesn't matter what his name was, but he. Uh, he w- was like yelling at me one night, and I was like, "Hey, dude, you're fucking cooking another man's dinner right now." <laughs> and he was like, "Then I was like, fucking yeah." So you know what? No mushrooms on it. Yeah. Don't put any fucking mushrooms on it for this man out there you're cooking for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. man. When I I read Kitchen Confidential, I immediately realized that like ten guys I knew had read that book and designed their entire entire oh, sure, entire yeah. hundreds, dude. Yeah. You have no idea, Jake. You have. Fucking, it's the same guys that saw Fight Club yeah. and put their entire lives around that sure, one fucking yeah, yeah. Book, movie. Not even the book. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's the exact same. And I'm like, I have edges of those dudes. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I mean, Anthony Bourdain is cool. I remember reading that there Bourdain is something book cool about that, when, like, I think, hard-ass yeah, What year did character. that book come out? Because I remember reading it when I was, like, 13 or 14 or something like that, when it yeah. first came out, because my mom heard about a book about cooking that was funny. And I think it came like, out, like, this, like, ni- like, 99, I think. 99? Okay, so I'd have been, like, 17, 18. Maybe? Yeah, yes. I'd have been, like, 17, yeah. 18. That makes sense. But, uh, uh, and I remember reading it Of course it does. This is... <laughs> I remember reading it and having equal parts of all like this is the like the same when you read Hunter Thompson that's the whole thing like this yeah. is the fucking life man fuck yeah and then like as I read it again when I'm older like you guys are fucking assholes <laughs> yeah and you're miserable like, 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 like well the big cooks that you're talking about are always too cool for school and they never do anything fucking wrong ever yeah ever 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 even outside of the fucking kitchen and it's a very certain kind of breed of dude and it's fucking blows I've been dealing with it my entire goddamn life and the, the thing about like Kitchen Confidential is that when you read it, like it, it is. I mean, yeah, he was very, he was hilarious. He was a great writer, uh, and I, I really, I, I really, you know, dug the dude's TV shows. I, I just liked him a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I like him. All a, yeah, yeah, exactly. he's funny. Yeah. But like when you read Kitchen Confidential, like if you read between the lines, it's like, oh, you're not a very happy person doing. Oh, like, you're not, not at happy all. doing this. Yeah. yeah. And later on, in, in one of the books, uh, he like nasty I, bits or something. Yeah, nasty bits. Yeah. I was reading it, and he was saying like. He was like, "Oh yeah, I couldn't be doing that yeah. now." Like he was like, "At my age now, I, w- I would not be able to." Oh and yeah, it's in the second book where he talks about. It. He goes, "He goes." You, some people come off the fact that I was some kind of hot shot. Da da da. He goes, "I was a terrible chef." Yeah. He goes, "I could I could get the job done when needed it, but by no means was I really good at it or anything like that." It's, it's how I look at my bartending abilities. Yeah. <laughs> if you want it's a whiskey soda, making. I'll do it. 
if you want anything else. I'm just going to make you a sex on the beach. That's, but by the way, anytime someone orders something I That's don't know, 100%. I just make that drink. That's got to be a thing across everywhere because I 100% did that back in the Daisy back in the day. It's like, that's the one. That, that, and nine times, how many times why. did you get called out for it? Never. never. No one Not ever. fucking once. Well, dude, when I worked at, when I worked at uh, Maggiano's, uh, our big thing was pushing wine and stuff. And like, I knew, I mean, they, they would teach you about stuff. But like, you know, I knew the basics. But yeah. like, if anyone ever asked me like a question about wine that I just didn't know, all I would do is I would kind of just lower my voice and speak very quickly and say nothing. And so I would go, I would go, well, you know, um, so the difference is uh, the Cabernet is um, sort of like a little smoother. And then the, 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 That's fucking the genius. pecan sort of <laughs> yeah. the vanilla. And then they just go, oh, because people are terrified. That's why no one ever you go, uh, this isn't what I ordered drink wise is because people are terrified of being of looking dumb yeah the people are terrified of like oh this guy's gonna think i'm stupid it's yeah. like i'm a fucking oh, yeah. fucking functioning alcoholic you're trying to who tells dick jokes you think like i'm you think you want my approval yeah. i'm a shithead i was late to work because i was jacking off <laughs> and now i'm now you know what i mean and you're asking about wine yeah and that was 10 minutes ago guys yeah. all right <laughs> Yeah, you're also. It's also you're selling a drug, so like they don't care really yeah, what sure. kind of flavor it is at the end of the day. You know, does that They'll ever just drink fuck it. you up when you when you see people that you just see shitty all the time, and you see them not shitty? You know what I mean? Like like that was one of the reasons I got out of the bar game is that there was a significant amount of people that were like quasi friends that I only see them at their fucking worst. Oh sure, they sure. Drink, they're trying to drink themselves to death three nights a week. Well, yeah, well, there was a guy that uh, he was a regular at the at the tavern for like a super long time. Texas Tim. Uh, he's unfor- he's he, he di- I like how that name came in 3D. And for those of you who listen, yeah, I leaned forward at Josh um, as I'm wont to do. Uh, he's he's dead now, but he was like a regular. <laughs> he was like a regular there for forever, and he was this guy who would like just talk your ear off about stuff, and you knew he was lying. And it was one of these things, but he was so charming that you and he he looked like um, Sam Elliott if he had like very long hair, like Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. Roadhouse, I was gonna say, yeah. Like, yeah, the apex Sam Elliott. And so he would sit there and like like he told me that he is one of the he goes well you know uh, like that 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 five finger or that five point exploding heart technique. Yeah. He, he's he he said he knew how to do it. He said he was the only <laughs> white person who you know in America. He goes he goes because apparently what happened was. He was doing a lawn work uh, for his neighbor, who happened to be the best martial arts trainer in Texas, and he taught him how to do it. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh yeah, definitely." And I'm like, I'm like "That's on the level." And, but then he had all these stories that, that I'd go like, "I wonder how much of this is true." I wonder yeah. like, because I'm sure there's a kernel of truth in all of these stories. Oh, yeah. But like he would like he said that he he was like, "Well, you know, I could have been a pro tennis player." Blah 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 blah, and like. He kind of implied he was a secret agent. It was very strange. <laughs> um, so these are just these people that you meet. Yeah, and then like he would get sometimes get drunk and be like, kind of an kind of an asshole, like like borderline like, not abusive, but he, he was kind of he's just kind of an asshole. And yeah. then the next day you'd see him and you go, oh, I was fucked up last night, huh? And I go, Yep. And then we just laugh and it's no big deal. But uh, yeah, the people like that, you do see them get to a certain point where you just go like, Oh, that's what I. That's probably what I look like when I'm drunk. Yeah. I had a guy like that who uh, would tell these tall tales all the time, and he was this guy who was uh, he was like, had a real thick New England accent, and he like was just shitty old white haired construction worker who would just come and drink Bud Lights during the day at my bar, and his wife 
was black and he was white and she was from like Trinidad or Barbados or something, some fucking island country. I can't remember specifically which one, but he would always talk about going down there and how like in between construction jobs, he would go down there and the stories would just be like these fucking action movie shootouts (laughs) where he's fighting gangsters (laughs) in Trinidad (laughs) with a fucking like assault rifle and shit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you're also a construction worker? <laughs> Doing parkour all over. You're fucking Remo Williams all of a sudden when you go down? But, so what's weird about it is that I would listen to him and I'd go, sure, sure. And then you then you put the gun up to the guy's head. Then what happened? I would just kind of think he's lying. But then I st- at one point mentioned, like, oh, I'm going to be out of town next week. And he's like, why? I told him I was going to be doing comedy. And he was like, oh, you do comedy? Do you know Earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, what a fool. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, I used to be Earthquake's bodyguard, right? <laughs> what a what a genuinely specific. Yeah. And I was like, what? You know? And I asked him about it. But then he started mentioning all these specific details about comedians like Bruce Bruce and like that whole fucking circuit. Sure. And I was like, if you know all of this stuff. Yeah. You can't be making well, it all that, up. That, yeah. like Did Carter. you really shoot that guy? <laughs> it's like Sean Connery and the Untouchables for that, when he was saying he's with Earthquake. Like, who would say that they were that who wasn't? Like, right. that's such a very specific, no, who would lie about earthquake. that? You know? Yeah. yeah, you know? He didn't say Steve Harvey or, you know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, anybody else that's, like, super famous famous. You pick a very certain level where no one's going to check that. Also... Earthquake has a bodyguard? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, I feel like I need help getting out of the car sometimes, I guess. Man, I, I loved Earthquake when I was younger. Oh, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen, yeah. I mean, I haven't kept up with the man, but uh, God bless you, Earthquake, wherever yeah. you are. But yeah, <laughs> that the Lord that, find that, you and keep that you. That one link of truth, when you think that, and you're like, well, that's true. Does that mean that all that secret agent shit? Right. Like, what's, what are the nuggets, like you were talking about, Pat, what are the nuggets of truth from that that yeah. spilled into all that other bullshit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah maybe you reassess everything and go like, "What parts are you lying about? Are the boring parts the lies? <laughs> yeah. And the the murders? Yeah. Are you James fucking Bond? Is <laughs> yeah. that what's going on? Maybe you're just really bad at storytelling. Yeah, and you make up the boring stuff, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, yeah. well, are you not a construction worker? <laughs> yeah. Are you Jason Bourne, and that's just a lie of the whole thing? <laughs> Have you ever? Uh, I worked with this very old like service industry lifers are interesting to me. The ones who were like. Not like us, but people, people who are like 50. Oh, yeah. They're working in waiting tables it's, for 35 years. It's it, so that, interesting. Yeah, it yeah. blows my mind. There's been a there's a woman at, that still works at the Hard Rock that was working there when I was there who had been there for 10 years then. We're talking about 15 years ago. And she's got her days that she does. She has her quasi-regulars that comes in. And it's just that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's You know what I mean? Like, like all right, you know. And uh, it blows my mind because, like, I, kitchen thing is like a thing, but like, I don't want to be fifty working in a fucking kitchen. Sure, I'd like it'd be cool owning one at fifty and being, you know, doing certain aspects of that. But I don't want to be working seven nights, six nights a week, you know, I, while fucking some shit kicker local band is playing not three feet on the other side of the room and the steel pedal's not tuned and is way too loud. I worked yeah. with this this old man named Cliff, uh, who is completely out of his mind. Yeah. He's like five foot two. Uh, he, uh, he, he, uh, he talks like this. He has a voice like that. And he's like, uh, he was just this old man. And he, he told me that he would work at a restaurant for a year, conquer it, 
and then move on. I fucking know a dude who does something, dude did something really yeah. similar to that. It was like, and he looked at himself like he was the highwayman or some shit. Like yeah, that. like like yeah, he like thought he was some episode of some weird TV show back in the day. <laughs> he, he thought it was. He thought he was from Kung Fu, where he would just walk around. Yes, dude, the, go from the, town to man, town, be awesome if fighting we were talking bad about the same guys, guy but, randomly. But yeah, I knew a dude who did that exact thing. <laughs> he could do it for like six to eight months. And what you find out the reality is, he goes to some place and burns his welcome into a hole in the fucking sure, ground, and right. then has to completely pick up and move to a whole other city and does the whole cycle all fucking over again. This this guy was incredible because he would come in the morning all coked out and set up everything by himself. And I would just sit there and drink coffee and, yeah. and whatever. Uh, and then uh, we would always work doubles. And then he would come in. You take a break and then go home and smoke a bunch of pot and then come home, back, come back super high. And he was like, I know he's 57 because he invited me to his 57 Chevy birthday party, <laughs> which was when he turned 57. No, and course. so I was of like, course. okay, this sounds weird. And I I brought over a bottle of Tito's vodka that I, had, that I just randomly had. And, like, I don't know. I don't really drink vodka, really. So yeah. I, I just brought Easy it over. Present. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I will do this. And I go over. I'm the only one there. It's just me and Cliff. <laughs> oh, it's one of those kind of <laughs> And I have – uh, and I go, hey, I brought over some vodka. And he goes – I've never had vodka before. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then, so then, like, later, I make him a drink with it, and he drinks it, and he goes, oh, no, I've had this before. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? And so he was a, he was an addict. He was, um, he would, he, he, he loved meth. He, like, like, one time after he stopped working there, he came in to just visit, and he goes to my buddy, uh, uh, Tony Bananas, he goes, uh, yeah, I found out about this new thing. It's called meth. It keeps your dick hard for days. My wife hates it. <laughs> We're like, all right. What a and so, couple of sentences that I is. know. So I'm at the 57 Chevy birthday party, and it's me and him just kind of hanging out, and his wife is, like, in the next room, but I can see her because she's just staring at us, and then like, she won't talk to us. And, like, I've kind of realized, like, because half about I was out there for about an hour after about 20 minutes, she was kind of was more friendly and hanging out. And I realized like, oh, fuck, she probably thinks I'm like his dealer or something because because I, I was like, I was oh, like yeah, 20, no, that, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like 27. I was like a young guy. And she, she was like, probably thought I was like the guy you're who the gets the drugs reason. from. Yeah. yeah. Like he it was you're the so, reason his dick so hard. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> you're the reason I'm raw. <laughs> he was so fucked up that like he would one time he was walking around outside by the by their pool and he stepped on a coal and just didn't notice and had to go to the hospital because uh, oh like a hot coal from yeah and he was so fucked up he didn't notice um, <laughs> those are the guys who walk into the bonfires from when we were fucking kids yeah 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 that that's guy Cliff. that's that guy yeah. Cliff, Cliff is a guy who just never stopped partying he never moved on from that and he had this whole thing where he was he he, he had this thing called restaurantman.biz that was his <laughs> website and it was about he was supposed to be a guy who uh, consults restaurants and stuff because he's like I've, he's one of those guys where every time you talk to him, the number of restaurants he's worked at changes. So yeah. it's like he's like, yeah, I've been, worked at about 35 restaurants. And like a month later, he's like, yeah, I worked at like 58 restaurants. And you're like, what? Like what? Also, like the next week, it's like, yeah, I worked at about 15 restaurants. And yeah, but like, also, Wait, what? these are fluctuating. It's like I've worked at, I think, three yeah, like that's not a yeah, good me too. sign. I, I've, I've yeah. worked at a bunch of places, but it's like six over twenty years. Yeah, kind I of a thing. I usually work at places for at least three or four years. Exactly, like, me too. Well, yeah, so it's not a really good look for him to say that. But so restaurantman.biz was like, I went to the website and he that's had like what, I videos. like that band by the way. It's a great band name. It's a really great <laughs> oh, band sorry. name. Restaurantman.us. I apologize. Oh, Rest- <laughs> never mind. That doesn't work. So I'm sorry to all the cliffheads out there. And so the video <laughs> is him, and he's like talking about going to a restaurant and the food's not being hot enough, something like that. 
but there's like a noise in the background that I can hear. There's like I I think it's like people talking or something. And so I was like, hey, I watched your video. Uh, it was pretty good. Like, who are those people talking in the background? And he's like, ah. And so I was like, uh, well, you know, there's like I can hear something. Do you have like like the TV on or something? And he goes, no, no, TV's not on. And I go, okay, well, there's like something is on. And he goes, no. Well, I mean, the TV's on, but you can't hear it. <laughs> it's like Cliff. <laughs> like fuck? I'm just I'm ta- what the shit, Cliff. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I just went, oh, okay, yeah, okay. And I, I just we changed the subject, so there's no way you're gonna admit yeah, that. Yeah, dude, Jesus Christ, it was that's, that's such an open crack into a huge crevice. That that <sighs> little kind, that kind of a, a moment like that, you're like, okay, got it. I have no idea where Cliff is now, but I think about him every day, and I once a month I check obituaries for him. I'm not even kidding. Like I'll, yeah. I'll I'll just look him up and be like, is he dead? Because I don't know. I don't know where he when is. When I yeah. when I was a DJ at a strip club, there was a guy who was like my uh for to pull a Highlander phrase of Ramirez to me. He was the 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 guy who led me in when I started working there and stuff. Uh, yeah. And that guy partied like nobody I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And I've no I've yeah, did, yeah it, and uh, uh and he was like a blah blah blah. But it was that same kind of dude where like he quit working at the strip club. Started coming back around when he'd been up for like five days at a time. And the first 10 minutes he's there, he looks pretty normal, like wore out and all that kind of stuff. But then he'd start saying just the most weird, random ass kind of shit. And I'm all like, oh, this is this is turned a corner. Yeah. And, uh, and but I still I check the bow bitch. Any every now and then when I grab a paper, I go, let's see if Dennis is dead today. Yeah, it's let's what, see if it's finally fucking happened. The people you meet, man, it, it really it's, is yeah. it's ridiculous. There's and I kind of feel the same way about with comedy where it's like there's so many people that you meet. And working in a restaurant and working and doing comedy where it's people from all walks of life. Like, there's no rhyme or reason oh, yeah, to totally. the people who do comedy. There's different backgrounds for everyone. Right. The same thing with restaurants. I just think about it sometimes where it's like, I should not know. You think I should know Santos? I should not fucking know Santos. Right. Like, how would he's a 75-year-old dude, like, yeah. and I'm just some fucking shithead. You know what I mean? How, how should I know him? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. How should I know Jared Hawley? Right. I should not. Where would we have met Jared Hawley? No idea. Just walking around. No idea. Yeah. I have kind of a weird story about lifers. I, uh, you know, so, like, I'm currently not doing much restaurant work, but, like, it's, I'm, it'll, I will never escape restaurants, I don't think. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think so either. Uh, (laughs) It'll always be in the back of your head, no matter what, even if you get to escape them. I think I uh, I'm gonna be able to skate for a while on Patreon shit, and then probably eventually just go back to bartending. But um, you know, the entire idea, the dream at least, most of the time is you're working in in restaurants so that at some point you won't have to work in restaurants. Like, yeah, definitely. Most people, it's a transitional thing to something else, you know. And uh, so when I was working at the Grackle. Um, I was, you know, basically, you know, building my resume or whatever, learning to tend bar, saving money so that I could move to New York to try to do shithead comedy stuff. And, uh, so that the guy, Tim Murphy that I worked for, that we're always punching each other in the face and shit, doing all this tough guy shit, got angrier and angrier and angrier at me the closer I got to quitting and moving to New York. And we would just get in these knockdown, drag out fights and just scream at each other and stuff. And I could never fucking place what it was, right? Well, you know, at one point, he, we're just screaming at each other over like something dumb as fuck, like a bottle of bitters or something. And I'm like, what the, what is going on with you, right? And uh, he fucking bought me a, a round of beers, like shots and beers for both of us. We sat down, he told me this fucking story, right? So Tim Murphy 
used to uh, him and Raven and Bearden used to all hang out. Um, yeah, he came. Uh, he came to uh, Raven's album recording. Yeah, and I guess they were all kind of overlapped in interest back in the day or whatever. And uh, I didn't know this about him, but he used to be an actor, right? And he uh, was so funny. He was in the movie Death Proof. Remember that movie? Oh yeah, the Tarantino movie was filmed here, right? And so the part of it was filmed at the Texas Chili Parlor, and uh, he um, played this this bartender who had this like long fucking Tarantino you know dialogue thing where somebody comes in and they're like, "Can you make me an Alabama?" Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Well, the thing the thing about that is you need for you need this type of liquor and this type of liquor, and we don't have this one. It's this long fucking Tarantino thing, right?" So he explains this to me, and he does the entire scene. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. Is he good? Uh, yeah, he's fucking good. He's a good actor, <laughs> right? And um, and then he tells me, yeah, so when this happened, he thought he was going to be an actor, right? And he and Tarantino has this thing where he says he's never cut anyone out of a movie, right? So, you know, he's in the movie. He got paid for it. He took his paycheck, and he bought, like, a, bar, like a, bunch, of bar to, a bunch of liquor to stock his house with. To just have like a fucking bar at home or whatever. And he blew his paycheck, right? But he's gonna be in a Tarantino movie. He's just gonna make tons of residuals, right? And then he went and he watched the movie and he's not, not in, in the, movie. the fucking movie. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he just fucking looked at me and I was like, that's why you're so fucking mad at me right now. Because <laughs> I'm. Because I'm trying to go You're do that. You're actually doing something, yeah. And that's like this fucking super villain origin story for him. <laughs> that's why he's a lifer, man. It explains a lot about him. That's, he, that's why he never talks about it. Wow, that's he crazy. quit acting because I think it broke him, man. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's fucked up. But every time I go in there, he buys me a fucking shot. Nice. Yeah. Tim's so, a good dude. That, All those yeah. fucking tough guys, you know, they're uh, softies. They're oh, yeah. always... The nicest. The thing that I always I, I love it when, yeah, the, the tough guys are like these softies. The thing that getting older that I really think is hilarious is when there are these these men who I grew up like fathers of my friends that were the most intimidating dudes Ever. Like I was, like, I wasn't thinking they were gonna beat me up. Yeah, but, I was but like, doesn't I mean they're not intimidating as fuck. Yeah, yeah they will so, do whatever they want you to do. Kind of yeah, do yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd be uh, yeah. yard work my dad for them. A, my dad had like I had a bunch of uncles growing up. My dad's yeah. hunting buddies and stuff like that. They were like fucking terrifying, but were never nothing but nice to me. To where I'm like, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck sure. you say, sir. And was, we had a very hardcore sir yeah. policy in my house when I was a kid too. And oh, that that's definitely good. Made it. Yeah, but the, 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 what's great about those dudes is that like then like they'll become grandpas. Yeah, and they just become like these old sweet men, softy ass. And it's like, so you could have just been like this the whole time. Like I was so scared of you. Most of those dudes, at least from my from from my age group, like most of those guys, all got the shit kicked out of them when they were kids by their parents. Probably that, yeah, like significantly the shit my dad and a bunch of his buddies went through because it's just. I think honestly, that's what ended up bonding them too. They all had just terrible fucking childhoods. My grandfather has Tourette's really bad, and so do I. Not the not the cursing so much, and the the punching and shit was the excuse that I always heard, and he would just snap. You say anything at all, he just backhand my dad like it was going out of fucking style. That's Once, Tourette's. Yeah, it was a, that was well, a whole different act. A muscle. It, it was. It was something that had to do with the brain. I think it's coded as something else now. It's not even. Yeah, I think it's actually. I think what you're describing is physical abuse. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, because <laughs> I'm I not have, saying that's not it at all. That's a hundred percent what it was. Well, I have. Happens. I have Tourette's syndrome, yeah. and I, I don't. I've never attacked. Well, no, I'm just. I it, yeah. literally. What I've heard from family of that's why he did it like that, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. That, that's y'all's excuse for it. Well, whatever the fuck. I never looked past it. Pat's been beating the shit out of me ever since I've been staying on his couch. But <laughs> that's how he wakes you up. You asked for the Tourette's. Pat alarm clock. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, you know, it's not my fault. 
We should probably wrap up here because I know you got to get back to fucking. Yeah. I got to drive to Memphis in literally thirty minutes. Jesus Christ, Man. dude! I, I <laughs> you got a road to... warrior. I mean, it's it's the it, it's funny. The long ever known Michigan we've done it was all these because you know he'll throw these random things like, well, if you want to be on the show, you can meet me here and da 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 stuff. So we yeah. we did, we used to do because of my job, I couldn't take days off. We drove to fucking Joplin from Memphis, which is like six and a half, and came directly back after the fucking show, and then turned around and did it two weeks later in New Orleans. So it's like. As long as we have, as long as we have a longer trip, like now that I've driven from Wisconsin back to Memphis straight without missing a beat, the Texas run's not that bad. Home, you know what no, I mean? But it's not bad. great. It doesn't mean it doesn't. It doesn't suck. But oh, dude, you're fucked up. At least I don't have to work in the morning. Well, I can go home, and as soon as we pull in, I can go to bed. Brendan's got to go to fucking work as soon as we get home in the morning. So, dang, yeah, that's the way it is. You know, the, fucked up, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> this dumbass went on vacation before we went on tour. That's Brendan, not, that's... Brennan, Brennan, what? Brennan, no, no oh. D. Well, sorry, Brennan. <laughs> you got go. off on the wrong foot. There you go. I guarantee you he'll be listening to this. You got off on the wrong go, Thank foot. you. To nobody. Um, so, Pat, Dean, yeah. uh, plugs. Um, definitely fucking listen to I Learn Nothing. Yes. The philosophy podcast for idiots. Yeah, my our, our friend Ben uh, Cholock went to Princeton, yet in typical Cholock self-sabotaging way, majored in philosophy and ruined his life yeah. so he uh he teaches me about philosophy uh and i do my best to uh ruin it uh it's fun I- i've known that kid for literally 20 years so it's like it's a fun thing to to do uh Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah and then i learned uh, a lot of lore about you guys' friendship from the show it's so dumb yeah That's pretty well, cool. yeah that well it's all it's we lately i've been deconstructing ben and uh, there's a lot of stuff there that, like, I kind of am just okay, now, now realizing look, now, about now him. Now I definitely want to listen. For yeah, sure. there's some stuff where I'm like, oh, this is why you're that way. This is why. You know what I mean? Uh, so we have, we have that. He teaches me about philosophy. If you like philosophy, it's fun. We, we say the F word a lot. Uh, we have a Patreon, too, uh, where I teach Ben about random stuff, which is fun. Uh, and then the other podcast I do is called the Lanolax Corporation. Uh, it is a choose your own adventure podcast. That takes place in a universe that wants to ruin your life. Basically, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like dun- it's basically Dungeons and Dragons meets Black Mirror is the best way I can think to Jesus. describe it. It's All very right. fun. Yeah, I like that it. sounds yeah. bad. Yeah, no, a big fan of both. Also, if you listen to both of them, you can hear people do mean impressions of me constantly. We're yeah, <laughs> we're always doing Jake Flores impressions. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, we did a whole. I sent. I don't know if you ever posted. I sent Jake a sound check that me and Ben yeah. and Avery Moore did. Where it's just all do- the way we did our mic check was just me just being like, uh, "I'm Jake, uh, the Proud Boys stole my bike." Uh, Dude, I was listening to a different podcast. Podcast someone I don't even know makes the other day, and they started doing it, and that's I was so like, ugh. "This is just a thing in the podcast universe." Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's just a thing. Yeah, just that every once in a while, people will just do dueling jakes. I don't really know why. That's great. It's yeah. just fun to do, I guess. I can only do impressions of people we know personally. Yeah, like I can do a Dude. dead on Derek Phelps, but he's just a guy we know. Like you know what I mean? They, I can't do anyone. I can do Mishka Shubali. All, it, dude, all you got to do to do Mishka, bro, is do Hulk Hogan and take out the brother. That's Mishka right there. Hey, man. That is pretty you good. You want to do some, uh, you do some uh, acid? <laughs> um, fucking Josh. Uh, let me, uh, let me I have a now. podcast I haven't done in a while called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark that we started rebooting as the Heels cast. I have a band called Heels uh, that doesn't suck necessarily. 
Uh, check us out, uh, heelsmemphisband.com. Uh, our last record, Good People Even Do Bad Things, was released on Altercation Records a month or two ago and is selling very well. It's on all the platforms. Pay for it. If you have to, Spotify, that's fine. But it'd be nice. <laughs> no, fuck that. It'd be nice. Buy his album, you fucking Thank you. I, thank you very much. It fucking was big, ingrates. You fucking... <laughs> hey, you motherfuckers, <laughs> buy the album. Thank you for signing up for the Patreon. <laughs> um, no, the Patreon's but yeah, fine, but yeah. I have, a, I have a comedy special on Amazon Prime. Uh, called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, and there you go. Blah, blah, cool. Blah. Go fucking watch Heels. Uh, I'll play us out on, um, I guess I was thinking like the first two tracks. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's definitely for the podcast. That's definitely the right one for sure. It's, it's, it's like a track and a half kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. It was so. our sucker and way of being able to be like, yeah, we got nine songs. Yeah, we got nine <laughs> songs. We actually ate a third. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Thank you. We don't suck. Oh yeah, at Pat Dean on Twitter. There you go, at Joshua McClain. If you're McClain. ready for the freaky stuff <laughs> if you're ready to get nasty is it 12 or 14 words on a tweet I don't <laughs> oh man D- d- describe how you feel about the future of our children in 14 words oh or no less. <laughs> hey if you had 14 words uh, tell me what you think about our white children well that's the Netflix special thing right in 14 words I don't Not know the one about never mind 13 lies or some shit like that that everybody knew yeah uh, rock and roll will never die yep and, well, that's the name of, that's DePaulo's next special <laughs> these 14 words these 14 words yeah. Oh fuck. All right, that's it. Oh. Uh, goodbye, f- goodbye, Bye-bye. everyone, and remember to take care of each other, but don't forget to take care of yourself. This is Sweet Pat Dean signing off. <laughs> Thank you. Ninety-six point for- seven <laughs> WPAT. Thank you for outroing my podcast. <laughs> that was fucking I've been a juggalo for most of my life And I ain't good at brushing my teeth And I've been told that I fuck pretty good But my wife's probably lying to me I don't love you because we're different I don't love you because we're the same I don't love you